This podcast is intended solely for blind and print-impaired audiences and is brought to you by the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. It's time now for this week's episode of Tech It Out, a program poised on the cutting edge of technology. Outlook Enrichment is pleased to sponsor this edition of Tech It Out here on Radio Talking Book. For more information about Outlook Enrichment, please call 531-365-5051 or visit www.outlooken.org. Good day to you all. Welcome to another edition of Tech It Out. I'm Paulette Monte, Executive Director of Outlook Enrichment, and with me today is Nikki Salton and Rachel Helwood, our two adaptive technology trainers. And today we are going to be talking about no prepping. As we continue our series on kind of health and wellness and the new year and the fit you, we're going to be continuing today with our meal planning app. Now, when we looked at meal planning app, we did a lot of vetting before we even got to this point. So we probably looked at probably, Rachel, would you say like between us 15 different apps for this? At least, at, at the least. least. And so some of the things we want to make sure to be able to talk about is when you're looking at no app planning, you want to look at a couple different things. While a lot of them may appear free when you are looking at them in the app store or you might see an ad or it may come up in Facebook or where a lot of these came from, is look at the long-term cost. Some of these we found were in incredibly expensive each month. So for example, Weight Watchers was in that $20 to $40 range a month. Um, some of the other ones we looked at were, you know, may have a hefty annual fee. So when you are looking at meal planning apps or with any app in general, you need to scroll all the way down and look for that in-app purchase price because that is a really big indicator to you of what you do and do not want to look for. Now, some of the apps that we're going to talk about today, they do have different um, ranges. Rachel, do you want to talk about that a little bit? They have. Di- I didn't quite hear that last part. They have different pricing ranges. Or- oh yes, yes. It, it depending on the app. Some of the apps do have a free portion, and it's only available for certain things such as like uh, keeping track of your calories and helping you with meal planning. However, some of these apps do have tiered, what I would call tiered options of where you can add different types of extras to that app such as uh, say you want to have the part that helps you keep track of what's in your pantry. And if you are low on something, it'll send that item to your grocery list. And some of the apps also offer where it will actually send it to a list for the store that you choose or however you have it set up. Um, another thing is some of them you're only limited to recipes, so many, unless you go up in another tier, which can some of them are minimal prices and others are a little more extravagant. As like Paula was saying, make sure you scroll all the way down through the whole entire thing 
make sure you're reading all the small print and know that if there are any additional charges for, say, a certain feature you're looking for, then you are aware of that before you actually take the time to download this onto your device. Uh, another Very thing cool. is some of these apps are available for both the uh, phone and a actual either desktop or laptop. And sometimes the features may vary a little bit compared between the two. Yeah, and just because you may not want to use the app on your phone, um, a couple of things we're going to talk about that we found that the user interface, and that's a really great point, um, we also look at the user, user interface. So the user, the user interface, if it's easy, that was one of the things. That's why it prompted certain ones on our list up higher than others. Um, we're going to talk about one that's really popular, Paprika. The other two we're going to talk about is, um, is Malign and Fact Checker. Um, and so these are some couple really good resources that are available. Um, they both have those options available to go onto the website instead of purchasing the app or using the app. Um, so I'm going to talk first about Milan. Um, this is probably the one that came up top rated on my list of the ones that we looked at. We all have our favorites. Um, but this one was a really nice, easy to use interface. And Milan has both the free app and the tiered app. Um, with this tiered app, you get more recipes. Um, you get just a few more um, options where it'll connect into your, for example, your health and tracking features on your phone. Um, I have been using this one for a couple weeks now and probably tried about 50 of the different recipes on it. Um, what it does is it allows you to go in and set up your user preferences. So your first step is going in and it's going to ask you what type of diet you're looking for. So sometimes it might be the low calorie. It may be the uh, low carbohydrate. Maybe you're vegan or you have a lactose intolerance issue. And so it allows you to kind of filter recipes based on those specific diet types that you have. One of the things that um, I also like about this is if there's certain foods that you don't like, right away it gives you an option. So I'm a big, I'm not a mushroom fan at all. So I kind of, and I don't eat beef. So I put those two features in. And you have to sometimes be cautious of that because when you are putting a lot of features in, it's going to really limit how many recipes that you have available. So with that in mind, I took the beef back out because a lot of times if it's something like ground turkey or beef, I substitute pork or ground turkey with. And so that opened up a lot more recipes to me. So be cautious when you're using some of those filters because you may ultimately wind up limiting how many recipes you have available. So what the line does is it gives you, you set up a time when you want to create a meal plan and you can put in um, multiple recipes for that week. And what's nice about the line 
is as soon as you add that recipe to your meal plan, it's automatically putting those ingredients over to your grocery list. So it's pretty seamless, pretty easy to follow along. Um, and so some of the options that you might have in here is, for example, mine is open right now. So I'm looking at ham and pineapple with bell pepper stir fry, uh, black bean soup, or a Thai pineapple fried rice with pickles. And so I gave you those examples because, for example, um, depending upon if you're living alone, or you're living with a larger family unit, um, plan for your groceries. So I, you'll notice here I said two recipes that have pineapple in it because I'm not going to use a whole pineapple in that first recipe. So be thinking when you're doing your meal planning how you can use some of the other ingredients on your list and look for recipes for that. Once you have all those ingredients on your list, it allows you to go through the list. And if you have that item in your pantry, you know, like you might have soy sauce, for example, you just, or garlic, ginger, you know, some of those spices that you're not buying ever use. Once you select that, it automatically will remove that item from your grocery list. So once you've vetted that grocery list, It'll give you all of those options and makes your grocery shopping at the end a lot easier. In the instructional piece of this app, it tells you it's broken down into three different tabs. One tab tells you what utensils you're going to need in cooking implements. One tab has all your ingredients, and one tab has your cooking instructions. And what we found is in this particular app, there is a cooking instruction option that will kind of show you step-by-step -step instructions. But we found with using voiceover and making Rachel, you guys both checked this out too, that it was easier just to use the voiceover or you can use tweak screen to have it read the instructions in that main tab rather than going to the cooking instructions. Mm -hmm. Now, you both checked this one out. What were your thoughts on this one? I thought it was a great app. Um, it, it seemed to be really, you know, we always look for the, are a lot of buttons labeled? You know, does it work? Does it flow really well with voiceover? Those kinds of things from an accessibility standpoint. So I was I was pretty impressed with the app. I thought it worked fairly, fairly well with accessibility. Rachel, did you want to have anything to add on that one? I thought it worked very well with voiceover as well. And um, I also liked how it gives you not only the ingredients for each of those recipes, but it also tells you the utensils and what, you know, if you're going to need a bowl or a mixer or cutting board and those types of things. So it helps cut down on the preparation when you can get everything all together and ready and just have everything sitting there instead of, oh, I need a measuring cup. And then you got to turn back around, go over to another cupboard. Hmm. So I thought that was a really cool feature as well. We're going to move on now. Nikki, I'm going to have you take it away where we're talking about paprika now. And there are some pros and cons to paprika. So I'm going to have Nikki start off and we're going to have the same discussion, kind of what we like, what we didn't like about paprika. Well, paprika is a, is a, uh, is a, is a, Really good app. It's one that I've been using for quite a while. In fact, um, for those of you that go back and listen to the archives, I believe 
Doug and I did a podcast on um, paprika last year. So um, go check that out if you can find that in the archives. Um, but so, you know, paprika is one of those apps that you you are able to download and um, it works both on um, iOS and Android. And it, it is a low cost app. So it's just a one time fee. I think it's, I want to say $5. I might be somewhere around there, I believe. But you download it, you install it. And the nice thing about Paprika, there's a menu button on top and you have various options. You have um, you have the browser. And then what that allows you to do is it actually allows you to go into various websites. So you're able to go into various websites and actually pull uh, recipes from those websites. Um, that really, really makes it really neat and a nice feature. Um, An example of that is like cooks.com, yep. um, Yummily, I think was on there um, and some other, it had about a preset listing of maybe 10 different sites that you could pull those recipes from. Yes. And so, and really the neat thing about it is once you, you know, and, and most of you know, when you go to websites, sometimes there's a lot of, uh, links around there. There's a lot of unnecessary, you know, there's headings, there's information sometimes that you try to, you try to, uh, you know, find, fill your way through and that can be very challenging with voiceover. But the paprika really kind of eliminates that when you download the recipe and then you have it saved to your recipes tab. And it really makes it nice because then you can go in and look at the recipe. You can also create a grocery list from that recipe. And, and then that way that you're able to check off um, you know, the items that you, that you purchased or, or maybe you want to customize it. So, you know, you have a recipe that you don't want, like me, I don't like onions. So I'm going to take out all the onion. Uh, and so you're able to really customize the recipe to what you want. So a couple of things that we did not like about Calfreza, um, while it has a lot of flexibility for um, going to different sites, pulling the information into your app. So it's then saved in your app and you have those recipes downloaded was that you had to go out to other sites to get the, the recipe, which mm-hmm. gives you that flexibility, but it requires that one, it's more steps in the process for finding a recipe. If you, if you have to go out, find it and then navigate that website to find your recipe and do your first then download it, then um, import it into your recipes and add it to your favorite for your grocery list. So there were a little more, a few more steps on that one yep. than, than what we had seen with the Malime or other apps. Um, there were, uh, and some of the other sites that we looked like were like, uh, wait, was it Big Oven? Yes. Big Oven did that too, where you had to find the recipes and import it in. So if you're looking for something for easy, maybe you're not great at searching some of those other websites. Um, you may want to look at something that has that all incorporated into it. Um, one of the things that you'll find with a lot of these mill prep and recipe sites is that a lot of it is things from scratch. So you're doing all your prep work and things from scratch based on the ingredient list. And with paprika, 
it allows you maybe to look for some of those sites and import some of those recipes that might have more mm-hmm. of those pre-made items, like instead of using tomatoes and um, cutting up your um, green peppers, uh, chili peppers, for example, maybe you look at substituting that and putting that in your grocery list instead. So one of the things that both of these apps did was you could modify the recipe or have a note section that you could go in and make, you know, some of those modifications. Like maybe you like a little more um, ginger or you like a little more black pepper in something. You can change those amounts in the note section. Or it, like Nikki was saying, if you wanted to add things or remove things from the recipe, you might put some of those types of things into that. Um, Nikki, on that, did it have like nutritional fact information too in paprika? Do you remember? Did it have what? I'm sorry. Nutritional information. Did it think with like the Hope app or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. Um, the biggest thing is, I think you, the biggest thing that you could do is you could email yourself. You could email the recipes to yourself um, or email the grocery list and things like that. So I believe it did connect to mail. But um, as far as I know, now they've always came up with updates and things. And so as far as I know, it did not. Um, but it's always something too, as they continue to add updates that they will, I think, eventually put it in. So it's, it's, it's a good app. Nikki, that pulls the recipes in, but does it let you do the meal planning like the Malign does? Yes, it does let you create your meal planning. Um, it does have a meal planner that you are able to plan your meals, which is very interesting um, based on your recipe. So, yeah, it does have that. So, a couple other apps that we looked at, um, especially uh, Rachel looked at like Weight Watchers, we looked at Atkins, we looked at some of those other ones. Rachel, do you have any comments on some of those apps that you looked at? Some of those apps that I looked at, they did offer such things as uh, specialized diet plans for, say, people that were over 40 or people that were over 50 because your nutritional needs obviously change as you grow and you age. They also offered other types of diet plans for um, mothers that are pregnant because obviously their nutritional needs change. Mothers that are breastfeeding their babies, their nutritional change has to be very watched because they they don't want to pass allergens on to their babies. Um, they also had other types of diets as such as Paulette had mentioned earlier, like the low-carb, um, low-sodium, diabetic recipes. Hmm. Uh things of that nature. And again, some of those are, again, tiered prices depending on what you are looking for. So make sure you read all the fine print. And as any diet plan always recommends, please consult your physician or dietitian before starting any type of diet plan just to make sure you are meeting all of your nutritional needs. Uh, one of the other things that we noticed with some of the recipe apps is you can also order food directly from them. So they would send you in a freezer packet 
um, you know, some of the, the preparation. So if you're looking for something like that, you know, you don't want to do the grocery shopping and getting out and doing grocery shopping is more of a challenge. They will send, some of them will send a prepackaged meal to you. You're certainly paying a higher price for a plan like that. Um, and it varies based on how many meals that you're wanting to, to have sent to you that week. But we're seeing a lot of that on Facebook right now and some of the feeds that these uh, easy meal plans. Well, it may make grocery shopping easier. There's not a lot of wiggle room for if you don't like something, if, if, if it's not your favorite kind of thing. There's not as much flexibility in doing it that way. Um, one of the other ones that we really like the website but does not like the app is called Fat Secret. I'm going to quote that earlier. Mm. It's Fat Secret. Now, this is kind of a fun site. Um, we don't recommend using the app. Um, it was a little more challenging to use, but the website using it on, and we were using it on our iPhone to navigate around and really look a lot. It was, um, what we really like about the site is when we were talking about nutritional information. Now, some of the apps will have the nutritional information. Some of the websites like tips.com will have some of that nutritional information right in the recipes. So, and by the way, tips.com, as I keep saying it, that is probably one of my all-time favorite sites because it allows you more of you like your neighborhood, um, the old church cookbooks is what it makes me think of, where people can come in and put in their own recipes. So if you're looking for things, maybe you're using an Instapot, which we talked about, we've done a topic on Instapot. You can go in and you can do the Instapot recipe for and whatever it is you're looking for. Um, but you may get, if you do something like Reading Castle, you may get a ton of different choices with variations. So that's a really great site. If you're looking for something that has a huge database of recipes, that is a really good go-to site. Um, so that secret is a really fun site because it gives you a lot of that nutritional information up front. So if you want to know if you need to cut count your carbs because you're diabetic, for example, or epileptic, and you need to count your carbohydrates. That secret is a really great site to go to. Um, and it's just fatsecret.com. But it has allows you to enter information based on specific foods. So in the search, which is right up top, it allows you to type in something maybe um, we were laughing because it even had beer in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um wow. Or you can search by specific categories. So if you click on the food, you go to the food tab, it'll list foods based on category. So if you're looking for like breads and pastas, um, vegetables, you're looking for your fruits, it'll pull that information up. And what it does is it gives you a lot of the, the shortcut information. So if I go to Fruits, it's going to give me apples, apricots, avocados. Avocado is a fruit. <laughs> if I go to avocados, it's going to give me that quick upfront information, like how many carbs in it, how many calories, um, that kind of information right up front. 
And then it goes into more of the additional and personal fact information. So if you're looking, you want to know how much it is. Um, Rachel had a really good thought on this when you're out in the restaurant. Do you want to talk about that a little, Rachel? Okay. Um, when you're in a restaurant, maybe you need to look something up. Um, it's kind of what we talked about. And so if you're going into it, you might need to look up, you know, given an idea, well, what would my count be if I'm eating a pasta dish, for example? You might look up the pasta and the spinach on the chicken just to get some average count of what you may be looking at. So, that um, so there are some really great resources out there um, that are available. If you're interested, we will be doing a class on this later in the month. Um, and talking about some of these and demoing them live. That is going to be on February 15th at 6 p.m. via Zoom. Um, if you would like to join us, just go to the Outlook website, outlook.org, and class events. And you can sign up to participate in the class there. You can also give us a call at 531 51. Again, 531-365-5051. Um, if you have questions about any of these, you can also just call and talk to one of our tech team or myself to, to learn more about some of these apps. Um, I will say that in the line it was a free app. And if you wanted to upgrade it, it was only a minimal like $2 and some cents on each month. The, Paprika app is about $5, I believe. I think it's for something on through the app store. And some of the ones you can also do the free accounts with. Nikki, did you want to add anything else? Well, this, you know, these, these um, webinars that we have are very important because it gives you a chance to come and, you know, bring some of maybe your favorite apps that you might like. Um, because so there's always new apps out there that work really well. And I'm very, was very impressed with these because I think that there's always something kind of for everybody. You know, maybe you like to view your recipes in a certain way or, you know, and again, some are more accessible than others. And so it's just always good to have a wide variety. So I think that was well, well covered by that. Yeah. And I've been pretty, I've been, as I mentioned, I was using, been using the Milan app for about three or four weeks now. And it's been a lot of variety in the recipes. What I like about it, too, is there's a lot of Asian-inspired or Indian-inspired dishes, which is what a lot of times my family eats a lot of. And so, you know, looking for variety in your food meal planning app is very important based on your personal family or your own personal taste. So you may find you like one more than another. So with that, thank you for joining us today. We will be available if you have any questions. And again, that class is going to be February 15th from 6 to 7 p.m. on Zoom. You can call for more information or you can sign up on our website. Our number is 531-365-5051. Thank you and have a great day. Thanks, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Tech It Out, the program that dances on the cutting edge of technology. Brought to you by Outlook Enrichment. More information is available at www.outlooken.org or by calling 
365-5051. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 47 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.